This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moments. My name is Jason Miller. I'm your podcast host. And today I have the Master Connector on. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. It's an honor to be on here with you, sir. Awesome. Well, hey, I do a really crappy job of introducing people. So <laughs> I, I always like to say, introduce yourself so the audience knows who you are and what your superpower is. Absolutely. Well, uh, Steve Spiro, uh, considered the master connector today, but grew up shy, introverted, picked on, bullied, learning, disabled, dyslexic, started first company out of college in advertising, had an illustrious career in the advertising industry, economy shifted, wound up going into technology and then consulting. And uh, today I'm a business automation consultant, but I also um, do speaking. I've got a LinkedIn live broadcast. Um, they call me the master connector because I've always had my hands in a bunch of things. And I've got 17,000 contacts on my phone, 17,000 LinkedIn connections and growing very quickly. Uh, and when people would ask me what I do and I would tell them, I'd hear back, huh, I don't get it. I'm like, just call me a master connector. And that name just seemed to stick. So um, superpower wise, I believe it's really connecting uh, and, you know, authentically, uh, you know, leveraging how to really leverage LinkedIn and, the, you know, networking to, to, to an effective level. I think that's my superpower is being a master connector. That's why it's a part of my name. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's interesting because, you know, with all the noise in the world today on all the social media and all the uh, pop-up COVID coaches and COVID consultants and all this stuff. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but kind of, um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, people that got their $35 certificate that made them an expert all of a sudden, sure. right? Um, but in that world of all this noise, right, we have to find a way to cut through that authentically and show our authentic self. So maybe you can school us all a little bit on how that works, How what are best, best practices and such. I think first it starts from the heart, right? It starts from understanding and accepting who I'll just say, speak about me. I had to, I had to acknowledge and understand I'm okay. You know, I was always looking at other people and judging myself and saying, I can't be as good as he, and you know, she's better than whatever. And, you know, I, I found out that I was okay. And I, I realized I started to become okay with some of the things, my weaknesses, my shortcomings. I know I have a lot of strengths as well. And I, and I said, let me leave with it. So, you know, how to be authentic on social media. There's a lot of crap out there of people that are claiming to be these motivation guru people. And, you know, there's people out there that are, you know, claiming to have the jet setter lifestyle. And I decided to go the other direction and I'm going to, I'm going to lead with the, the authentic version of who I am. So I say all the time, shy introverted. And, you know, I, I don't mind saying that. And, you know, it's just, you know, whatever some of the challenges I've had over the years, I like to lead with that. So it shows people you're vulnerable. And when you open up and show your vulnerable side, People seem to connect better. And then the other thing it does is it, it, it created a power for me. 
I felt powerful because I could show my weakness. Whereas before, when I was feeling like I had to keep it all inside of me, I felt that it was I was weak, if that can make sense. So leading with your, your weaknesses on social media, I do posts, whether it be videos or written posts with pictures on something that exposes my vulnerabilities and who I, who I was or maybe to some degree am today, okay? Uh, when I get on a call, and you know, I have a connecting call on video. I, I, I love leading with the story side of things. I don't. I, I, I despise the "what do you do" dance. So tell me what you do. Well, tell me what you do, and it's it's the crap. Like let's let's talk about each other's stories, right? Uh, versus that, the "what do you do" stuff. So a good a big tip is that, and then another tip is always kind of looking to give. Uh, one of my favorite books is "The Go Giver," uh, you know, by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Being a go-giver, if you go that go into a potential relationship or you go into whether it be social media or, or in a call or maybe meeting somebody out in public, just out and about, living life, and you bump into somebody, if you know that you're trying to add value in somehow, some way, in a genuine way, not a, a, a agenda-based way, but adding value, right? I, my feeling is I've gone to a place where I know if I'm in somebody's life or I'm in a room, the room is better. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I just mean that in a way that I, I know I could add value. And so if you go in there looking to add value, I, I utilize my network all the time. It's like, hey, you know, if, if, you, if I feel good about you, I'll say, hey, you know, find, find a, put it together a list of six people that I'm connected with and I'll introduce you and I'll make some introductions on LinkedIn and whatever. So always adding value. And if you do that, people will, will want to connect with you. They'll want to lean into you and they won't, you know, I, I say it all the time, just ditch the pitch, right? Nobody wants to be pitched. So ditch the pitch. Let's be authentic. And and it's it's worked. I mean, the last two years have been incredible financially. And this year is looking great too. So uh it's worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something to be said about that. And you know, I mean, my approach has always been just have a good conversation, right? Sure. And at the end of that conversation, if it's meant to work itself out, sure. great. If it's not. Hey, you just had a great conversation. Hopefully each party took a little something from it that, that they could uh, do something with that. And you never know what's going to happen six months from now. Right. When, yeah, I mean, you, you and I might leave this podcast and six months from now I go, God, what was that guy's name? And I go back to my calendar, the master connector. And I go, I need you right now for something, right? (laughs) We had a great conversation and um, I think what you do is perfect for what I need right now. And Mm -hmm. I think people are, they're so tuned into this instant gratification model that it's like everything has to be today, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just not how life works. It doesn't work that way. Relationships, when you met your wife and got married, it just didn't happen today, right? So so why would you? Why would you expect a business relationship to just boom? (laughs) It's no different. It's just a different kind of marriage, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I I say that a lot. You know, Um, you don't date and get married unless you're in Vegas. It happens there, right? (laughs) But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta court, and and business relationships are the same, right? There's got to be a a mutually, you know, you got to feel that there's a there's a fit, you know, you know, culturally. Yeah, culture wise, um, mindset wise, it's got to be, you know, and of course, 
you know, w- whether there's things that you can collaborate on that that's to be said, but doesn't mean you can't stay in somebody's network and, and be a resource, be a value in some way or somehow, some way it doesn't have to lead to actual business per se. Right. Right. There's other ways that you can help, help, help people. Well, and then there's the, uh, I have a very small network like on LinkedIn, right? It's pretty small. I probably have 23, 2,500 people on my LinkedIn. It's respectable. Right? But, it's, but it's purposeful, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not the guy that just goes, accept, 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 right? So it's like, why are you coming and want to be in my network? What's the reason why, right? Is yeah. there a true reason why? Or do you just, are you just looking for a cash cow, right? So sure. it's like, yeah. I want to have authentic relationships with people, right? Because, well, look, we've been like kind of caged, right? Now everybody's starting to be able to come outside of the box now, right? Yeah. And we're we're starting to have meetings in person again and talking Sorry. to people. Been having a lot of that lately, and and I got to tell you, I love it. It's like we're getting back to normal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the airplanes just. Uh, one of the directors in the strategic advisor board was flying yesterday in air. And when they were in the air, uh, they, an announcement came over and they said, uh, it's no longer required to wear masks on airplanes as they were flying. And I guess the plane just went nuts. <laughs> Everybody was clapping. And, and it's just, he said the, the total mood shifted on that flight. Oh yeah. I can uh, imagine. You yeah, because th- now I could look at you and see your face and smile and you know all these things and yeah. Yeah. so we're get we're getting there and yeah. I think we lost some of that connectability, some of that humanity. Yeah, I I, uh, I have a little bit of a different perspective on the the, the LinkedIn side of things and you know uh, you know I coming from an advertising background right of course the more exposure you have, you know, the big, the bigger your business will be, right? The, the cliche, the network is in the direct proportion with the net worth. So, but, but everyone that connects with me, every single person, I make an attempt to want to get on a call or a video call to speak with them, to get to know them. Now it's on them if they don't agree to that. Um, but you know what? They may be a lurker. So they're a lurker, but they're going to get, because I'm putting out content regularly multiple times a week. And they're going to get to know what Steve Spiro is about. They're going to get to see what I'm about. And, you know, hey, they may just decide to unconnect with me. Okay, that's fine. Um, but eventually, um, you know, I, I, my goal is to connect with every single one that, that I'm connected with uh, you know, out of those 17,000 connections. Um, you know, I, I'll do the happy birthday, happy anniversary, and I'll continue to, to see about let's, let's connect. Let's, let's get on a call. I want to know what you're about. And um, yeah, so so I agree, but there are also the, the old mentality of LinkedIn is just a place to, you know, it's it's your it's your actual people that you know. That that's that's one way to look at it, or it's a it's a good place to house your your resume. That's another way to look at that. Those are sort of older ways, or it's a place that you could broadcast a message. And people could get to know who you are if you're using it that way. If you're just going to stay stat- static and not use it and only direct message people when you need to, okay, different story. But if you're using it as a platform to get a message out and to add value, then I believe a bigger network is definitely valuable. And, and then the right people will stay in your community and the ones that don't resonate with you will 
fade away and go away. That's okay too. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point for sure. Yeah. I guess how have you seen, like you're obviously heavily engaged in LinkedIn. How, how have you seen that platform shift over the last couple of years? Cause it seems like I wouldn't go so far as to say it's became a Facebook, but, but it's just kind of, kind of seems like a lot of the stuff I'm starting to see. It's like, becoming another Facebook almost. It has that. It has some of that. You know, obviously if those people are annoying to me, I just I'll unconnect with them and mm. unfollow, right? Um, but you know, it's it, on the positive side, what I've seen is I think it was an amazing place for us to reach out and to not feel isolated. And I have had over the last I, I should put a number to it. Uh, it's gotta be hundreds maybe close to a thousand conversations, video calls, Zoom calls, phone calls of people that I met cold mm-hmm. through LinkedIn. Uh, and it's been amazing. I, I felt more connected during the pandemic than ever before because I was leveraging LinkedIn to create and grow and nurture relationships. So I think it's phenomenal. I think it's been tremendous. I think it's the biggest thing that allowed me to not feel that isolation that a lot of people felt. And those that took advantage of it that way, I felt, I feel, felt the same way. And others that, that maybe were more static or, or, you know, less active on it, probably, you know, maybe they, they saw it as, okay, yeah, it's Facebook like, but it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, people are putting some stuff on there, but, you know, I'll put pictures of, you know, me as a kid, but I have a business message behind it, right? It's not just uh, I'm just showing a picture. Uh, like I did, I did a shot of a, my me as a kid, and I wrote, you know, who'd ever thought that I would be, you know, go from a shy introverted kid to the to now be called the master connector? And I went on to talk about the things I've overcome and the struggles and the overcoming. And to me, that's that's a value message, right? You could look at it and say, why is he posting a picture of him as a kid? It's very Facebook like, right? Or I did a picture of my mom, me and my mom, but I talked about my mom and her struggles and what she's done to overcome those struggles and things like that, right? So there's there's ways of, of turning something that's personal into more of a business message, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are doing that. If you look beyond the quick picture or the video, if, if you read down in it, you'll find it is business related most of the time. Right. And those are pretty valuable, actually, I think. Um, there's a lot to learn from that because there's content and then there's useful content, right? So, sure. You know, content that's just a blog post versus content that is, you know, here's something in real life that actually happened. It's not right. theory, right? right. Like uh, uh, a 20-year-old business owner versus a 20-year uh, professor of business, right? Sure. Not the same. Two two very different experiences, theory versus actual, right? That doesn't mean you can't marry them, right, together um, and and make something meaningful out of it. But but I love the value-driven things in the marketplace because they they can come off very authentic. And you know, it's not just the next, well, here's just some information. Right. Um, 
which I think we all get caught up in some of that um, for sure. Just yeah. churning the wheel, right? <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I'm on you know LinkedIn every day. I mean, I have lots of great conversations from LinkedIn, um, and there's a lot of value in that platform. I got my uh, first account for LinkedIn uh, back. When I retired from the military, they were like, here, everybody can sign up and get your premium account for free and all this stuff and yeah. as a military perk and so on and so forth. But I didn't leverage it very well. You know, I didn't leverage it very well, um, probably until probably about two and a half years ago. I always yeah. used it more of a form to stay in touch with army buddies or, you know, sure. whatever the case may be. But I found it to be a very useful platform. Obviously, you've mastered it. Um, and what what is so? If you were able to, you know, drop a nugget, right, a golden nugget on the audience, right, and say, uh, you know, here's one good piece of advice that I think you should use in connecting with people, being authentic, and so forth. Yeah, I mean. The, the biggest thing I could say, and I could have already stated it a little bit, I'll try to see if I can maybe come, come out of a different angle, is be, be a go-giver, right? Don't come to the table with a agenda um, mm-hmm. and make it clear. So if you're going to reach out, uh, you know, and, you know, it's funny, I, I mentioned some young people and they're, they're looking to leverage LinkedIn to, to really grow a community and to grow their personal brand. And, you know, I hear back, you know, I, I sent out 20 messages and only two people responded. What am I doing wrong? Nothing. You're not doing anything <laughs> wrong, right? This is people, right? Not everyone's going to answer. But there are some things you can do that are going to be a little bit more effective to get people to actually want to respond to you. So this may be a nugget for those uh, listening or watching. And that is, what's the WIFM, right? WIFM is an acronym for what's in it for me. So on their side, they're thinking, okay. I'm going to have a call with this person. Why would I have a call? Is there anything of value that this person is going to, going to bring me? So I've been very purposeful about speaking about that and my messaging, saying to you know my message to just about everybody that I connect with on LinkedIn is, hey, it's great to connect. It's good to have a new connection. But my feeling is we don't know much about the, each other other than what's written in the profile. What good is being connected? I'm not just looking to grow my numbers. I know it's old school, but let's jump on a call and let's learn more about each other. I have a pretty big network. Maybe I can make some connections for you, connect the dots, uh, or maybe add value. I've got some good experience. And so there's a few nug- a few things that they maybe feel like, okay, well, I, I could see getting getting on with this person. Plus, there's also a piece of it, you know, they're saying to themselves, you know, like, uh, you know, when, I, when I've done speaking, I've I got a mentor in my life who's, who said to me, if you're going to go in front of a room and speak, and you just had like a big, you know, hamburger and ketchup spilled all over your your shirt, and you got this big ugly stain. Don't just avoid saying say something about the stain. Hey, I know I got this ugly stain. I just had ketchup backstage. I just had you know ketchup uh, spill all over when I was eating my hamburger. Tell them because otherwise, the only thing they're thinking about. So as you're connecting with people, they're thinking, all right, well, why is this person reaching out? Well, I gave them that why, which is. What's the purpose behind connecting with somebody? If you don't bother having a conversation, what good is that, right? So now I've kind of answered that question and I'm giving them a whiff them. 
So you got to be a little thoughtful. Uh, but, you know, in business development, it's the same idea, right? The other person, they're busy. They've got a lot going on. And, you know, why am I going to take a meeting with this person, right? Now, I'm not using LinkedIn as a, as a, as a business development tool per se. Has it led to some business and, and opportunity? Certainly. But that's I'm not doing it in that kind of, you know, pitchy kind of way, like I said. Uh, but if you're going to get if you're going to go into a to a business relationship, always looking at the other side. What is this person thinking? What do they need? How can I help them? And the more I learn that their their needs, their wants, desires, the more I can maybe offer value. And maybe that value might be someone in my network. Maybe that value might be some knowledge, a book I've read, whatever. Or maybe it's some of the services that I have. Maybe. But I want to find out about you first as a human, as a person. What what keeps you up at night? And then we could talk about some of our solutions. Most people are having opposite. They have the, the used car salesman approach. Mm. Let me pitch you on something. And, and it's it doesn't work. So, I mean, this might be preaching to the choir in your community. I know you're, you're big on that in our conversation before we went live. But, you know, that's that's my my biggest thing is is what, you know, find, be, be a giver. Find out more what they're looking for. Find out about the person what their challenges are, and then you could potentially help them in some way or another. Right. Like my good friend of mine, Rudy Rodriguez, runs a very large sales company. And uh, like he always says, people want to be sold. They just don't want to feel like they're being sold. Good point. But we're all consumers, right? So we're all consumers. We all buy things every single day. Um, we just don't want to feel like we're being kicked in the head and being sold things. So, and and, and I great, think that's, book, yeah, you know, it's even more great, great book out there called the challenger sale. And, you know, we've gone from a, from a world where the salesperson, the sales professional was the one, the keeper of the information. So if you wanted to learn about a product, you had to go through the salesperson to, to learn about it today, the internet, you've got te- everything, everything you need. So the only difference between you being a, a, a sales professional or business development person is you need to be able to really be much more strategic and understand the challenges and then just offer them up a solution. It's straight out of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, you, if you know what somebody wants, they'll move heaven and earth to get it, right? Find out what mm-hmm. they want, right? And then it, it's simple, right? But you, you can't, yeah, you can't just... The, the traditional old model of sales where you're like the expert. No, you got to give people more credit. Now you could have a perspective that they don't have. And that's where that challenger sale book comes into play because you're showing them a perspective. They don't, they don't think about, but yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta give people credit. Now they can look up a lot of stuff. They could price shop. <laughs> they could look up a lot today. Yeah, they did, you know, sure. 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, they couldn't. Yeah. Just wait till like I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old wait till they're in their twenties. I mean, oh, yeah. that gener that generation's going to be 10 times smarter than me. I guarantee it. I mean, my daughter's three and she, she knows how to use my iPhone better than I do. So <laughs> Which, by the way, I know, I know you have a, a heart for the young folks, right. And and mm-hmm. I do too. And you know, the, 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 the folks that are listening to this, that are 20, you know, in their twenties or early thirties, especially on the 20 side, this is the generation. And maybe you, you listening to this, this is not you, but a lot of the generation of the, the kids that were, as they were, you know, teenagers, they were sitting on the couch next to their best friend, texting each other, not mm. talking. 
So being able to connect and communicate authentically and just be able to connect is a really big skill that that the young generation needs to learn if they're going to thrive in the business world. They can't hide behind technology and say, I I don't want to jump on a video call. I don't want to give out my phone number. I I want to be able to just message somebody. Well, that worked when you were a teenager, but that's not going to work in the business world today, dude. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of leads into the second piece of this. And that's, uh, like you said, I'm pretty passionate about helping young startups and so on and so forth. Miss the arrows as they're flying, right? Um, If possible. And so what's a business struggle that you could go back and whisper to your younger self and say, you know, this is coming and uh, just going to let you know about it right now. <laughs> what would one yeah. of those be? You know, I don't know if it's as relevant today as it as it, it might have been, but I, you know, my background being in the advertising industry, if anyone has seen the movie or the show um, uh, Mad Men, uh, mm. great show. And it, it has a really good depiction of what the early stages of the advertising industry was like. And I was kind of at the tail end of that. And, and in a lot of businesses, it was like, you look big, you attract big. In other words, if you, if you, you, you show that you're successful, you're going to be successful. Right. And, um, and that was a mistake that we fell into my partner. And I, we, we kind of overspent, you know, we started out, you know, the very first couple of years of our business was working out of his apartment on upper, on the Upper East side of Manhattan, you know, no, no cost of overhead at all. And then we felt like we had to have a real office and then we got that and then we got a bigger office and then we expanded it. You know, we have, we hired staff and it just, we wound up getting into a hole. And then the other hole that we came into was like, okay, let's hire people that would be our sales folks. Cause we, the fun part was the creative side of advertising, not selling, not trying to get new clients. So he's like, we want to do the fun stuff. So we hired salespeople, we call them account executives, and nobody sold just as good as us. So all it did was this overexpansion and the sales folks, we wound up putting ourselves into a deeper, deeper hole. And that was almost impossible to get out of. So my, my advice is be conservative, right? Don't overexpand. You know, look, you know, if you know, find if you can outsource stuff, outsource the stuff that is the mundane stuff, the stuff that you don't have to think much about, right? Things that, you know, a monkey could do, so to speak. But the stuff that, you know, is going to require your passion, your knowledge base, don't outsource that. Don't overexpand. If you could stay in your home now today, again, this is a lot easier today, with the, especially with the pandemic. A lot of offices are closing physically and people are shifting back into their homes. So it's probably less relevant. But in general, don't overexpand. Just be conservative. You know, get the business. Then if you need to expand money wise, you know, with some things. Do it, but do it slowly. And yeah, because that that really literally destroyed our company. It really did. It just and it was it was a it was a pit that we couldn't get out of. So I would definitely tell my younger self, take it slow, grow fast, but not through spending a lot of money. That's for sure. Yeah, I I, I always like to say a couple things: slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. Yeah. Um, and do things just in time. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. Just in time. Uh, you know, you don't have to create the whole course first. Right. Right. Create the outline see if people want to buy it. And if they do 
then create the course, right? right. <laughs> As right. an example. So yeah. things do things just in time. So yeah. anyway, well, good piece of advice there for sure. Um, and in kind of closing this down, I kind of like to end with this question is if you could have picked someone to be on the show today with us, friend, family, dead or alive, doesn't matter, mentor, um, what question uh, would you ask them and who would have you invited? This is a self-serving question, but I would like to have asked Gary V, Gary Vanichuk, mm-hmm. to on the show with me and ask him to get on my show with me. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, you know, you go. I've got some amazing people in my life. Doesn't mean I've learned everything, but uh, yeah, you know, he's pretty transparent about what he's done to be successful. I think he's, sure. he's got a lot of great, great things he's done and continues to do. Uh, but I'd love to have him on my show. So that would be, Hey, would, Gary, would you get on my show? And, and uh, I'd appreciate that. So yeah, very cool for sure. Well, Hey, how do people get in touch with you? So, you know, uh, they can get your value. Simplest is stevespiro.com. It's, it's sort of like a link tree. It's a digital business card. And if they scan my little code here. Uh, mm-hmm. They could, they could also get to the same website where it shows a lot of the areas I'm, I'm most active on LinkedIn, but uh, so they can connect with me there. If they can mention war room. So I know how they, how we connected. That'd be great. Uh, if um you know, if not, uh, I am looking for speaking gigs, so they can go to spiro-global.com. Uh, that's my speaking uh, website. And um, join us on the masterconnectorshow.com. Uh, so masterconnector.show, that's our website for our show. And on there is, a, is a, our broadcast on LinkedIn Live. And we also simulcast on YouTube and, uh, and Facebook and, and, um, and Twitter. So it's, uh, it's Wednesdays, Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, time and uh, it's a blast. So uh, hopefully you'll connect with me, but stevespro.com or LinkedIn is probably the quickest, easiest way to get hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Steve, Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day. Uh, I know we're all busy and, you know, I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day and it's a pleasure to have you in my community now. Um, and, you know, life's too short. we got to create a family, right? And Absolutely. It's a family that uh, can last forever. Family isn't just in the house, right? Uh, 100%. <laughs> and I appreciate it. And, you know, thank you for your service. I didn't acknowledge that early on, but big, big support of the men and women that serve our country. And it's super important to me. And and uh, thank you for what you're doing in the community that you're continuing to grow and build. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative and honored to be a part of that community now. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, hey, thank you all for tuning in today to War Room Moments. Um, Again, just remember, dream it, believe it, and then just go freaking achieve it, man. Um, And and again, reach out to the Master Connector. uh, If you need something from him, feel free to do so. Um, And hey, guess what? Life's too short. Enjoy it. Connect. Enjoy each other. This is Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.